are listening to the Gorman Bear Girls podcast. We're just two girls making memories and eating our way through life together. Welcome, Welcome to, to our table. table. Hi, I'm Star. And I'm Jen. And we are the, the Gorman Bear Girls. Hey, Star. Hey, Jen. Well, we, we lived through our lemon party. We did. <laughs> Live in the Vita Lemon, <laughs> which is also for us. Anytime we do a party, it would be live in La Vida Loca. Look at me yeah. getting into stuff. Back at it. <clears throat> yeah, so we had a fun lemon party, and we want to welcome all of our listeners to our table. Yeah. To hear about our party. To hear about our party. <laughs> Let's talk about our party that we already had. <gasps> so funny. No, but maybe somebody else wants to have a lemon party and maybe we're going to give them some ideas. Yeah. How to entertain. Right. <clears throat> um, I was just going to say, I was thinking about this. So people, because we have followers through Gormandberg who have been followers of ours personally long before we ever started this account mm-hmm. or long before we ever started a podcast. Many of whom these people have sat at our table before when we come up with these crazy harebrained schemes to have these small dinner parties that are over the top. I was going to say small, but over the top. Yeah. Um, It's just kind of like who we are, what we do. We think that that's fun. Well, because it is. It is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't trying to convince you. (laughs) Clearly, I know that you think that it's fun. Um, so anyway, yeah, we've been doing this kind of stuff for years. We've had like so many different, be it theme parties or um, whatever. Yeah, we were just talking to somebody the other day about murder mystery parties. Yeah. And she was like, we've oh, have you ever had one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've had we murder have. mystery parties. <laughs> been there, done that. And those are fun. And I'm thinking that we ought to be doing one of those again soon. Yeah. Because it's been a while. It has been a while. But even based on what she said, we really need to shop around for it because she said she felt like her, the theme of the party, it was supposed to be kind of like a Hollywood luau and she felt as though it didn't really, it was just basically people dressed in luau attire and it wasn't super like celebrity focused. Well, I think Um, we should write our own. Yeah, or the you, two of us. Or you (laughs) can write (laughs) it. You write the murder mystery and I'll... Do decorate it. I'll decorate it. <laughs> I'll bring it to life. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll get to play on each other's strengths here. See, but this is the one chance that we have that we can make all our friends say whatever we want them to yeah. say. <laughs> if that we write the good script. point. Yeah. This is brilliant. You got to get on board. Yes. I am totally on board. Yeah. Because everyone will be typecast. Right. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. <laughs> Could be frightening. Maybe we should do that for Valentine's Day. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. We got a few months and yeah, who knows? You just never know what might happen. Um, Anyway, so we had a great lemon party. We did. And I do like to say before we talk all about our parties that hopefully we're giving ideas for parties, but not everyone has to go this over the top to have fun at a party. Maybe we can spark smaller ideas. People can be creative. People don't have to spend hours and hours in the kitchen to enjoy themselves. Right. I want the other thing is that some people maybe don't like this. This isn't their thing. Like they don't care about doing all of this. Some people, they're what they really find fun. I mean, we really find this fun and enjoyable. Some people really find it fun and enjoyable to order a few 
of their favorite pizzas and throw some board games out and, you know, kick back and relax in some comfy clothes and do that. And I, I, I find that enjoyable that. as well, you know, but I mean, every once in a while, on a semi-frequent basis, we like to kind of throw this into there. It's just what we like. It's not... and. I think it's important for us to reiterate something that we have also said in the past. A lot of the things that we use are things that we have accumulated over time. That's right. Or we find places to um, rent items that are reasonable. We have established uh, relationships with different places so that, um, you know, maybe we're getting a little bit of a better deal. Um, We do all of the preparations as far as cooking and decorating and things like that we don't bring anybody in for that although we have had at times certain things like when Anais came in for your party and did the cake tower or the cheese tower to make a cake she did that we've had Casey Renee um, uh, do a cake for a party as well so it's not like we don't ever have things but most of it we do ourselves right so um and we accumulate things and you can find, I buy a lot of stuff even for my own holiday decorating. I buy it kind of like after season. I keep my sure. eyes open and that's, I find inspiration for next year based on, okay, this is on sale. Do I like this color palette? Maybe I want to use this. Maybe I just buy one piece or maybe I buy, you know, 30 charger plates or something because I, that's a color that I've wanted and they're on sale. So it's not, I I just don't want people thinking like, oh my gosh, what do they do? Spend like $5,000 on these parties that they have for 14 people? Yeah, no. I actually think they're getting less and less because we are accumulating mm-hmm. yeah. different things. This past time, we actually bought our own cocktail, cocktail tables, tables, right? which we used to always rent. Right. But we found a good deal on Amazon. Yeah. And so we, we order them, we split them, you keep yours, I keep mine, and then... Yep. Together, we pull them out when we have a party, and now we never have to pay to rent them again because right. we own them. Yeah, and, and we'll so, get our money's worth out of them. Yeah, and you look for deals like that. Right. And though this may not be everybody's thing to host, I can't think of many people who don't want to attend something like this. Yeah, it's so fun. So it is fun. So let's start from the beginning of the evening. You want to kind of paint the picture, paint the scene for everybody? Yeah, well, first of all, we had spent... Um, Really, the day before and the day of, early in the day, the day of the party, both preparing things. So um, you were doing, and this happens a lot, we sh- will share responsibilities and things, but for this party, you did the bulk of the cooking outside of the one thing that I made. And then here's something I think is so funny. I just want to back up on this because for everything that we do, we always put out cheese we are we do like a cheese board or charcuterie or a grazing table or something of that sort and we're here at your house getting everything all set up and I'm trying to you know kind of decide my husband and your husband are out there like arranging tables for us and putting the chairs that like where we wanted them and I'm having them hanging lights (laughs) yeah I'm having them move things around (laughs) like they're like "Uh uh-oh not even tell us where everything goes um so as I'm doing this, I'm like, okay, well, where are we going to put that? And, I, and I'm thinking, we never talked about that. We never talked about, 
like our whole pre, everybody always comes in, they get a welcome drink. They have a little plate with meat and cheese and nuts and fruit and whatever else as they're waiting to sit down for their dinner. And we're like, how did this pass us by? Yeah. So suddenly we're in this, all right, what do you have? What do I have mode? And and it wasn't difficult at all because no, we had everything because we, we had. Yeah. I had cheese. You had cheese. I had nuts. You had nuts. <laughs> we both had fruit. Right. I had some dried fruit. I mean, it was just you had some things that you had just picked up at the store that you're, you know, that are nice to kind of keep around the house, some mozzarella like wrapped in prosciutto. You know, it was just like, OK, we have these things. We're just going to make it work. There was no right. time for us to go grab the things that we would normally go grab. Yeah. So. And nobody would have known that we scrambled at the very oh last no. second for that. I mean, it looked like we planned it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Your daughter-in-law brought you over, although it was completely covered by the time we put it, but she brought you over a pretty lemon platter and we did like a tiered kind of a thing. Didn't Alyssa bring that? Yeah. Well, she bought it for me for Mother's Day. Yeah. It oh, was yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. Gifts. That was one of your gifts for Mother's yeah. Day. Right. So um, we like put that over top of a board, like tiered it and just put everything around it. And yeah, it worked out. It sure did. It's all good. Um, so yeah, I mean, painting the picture, really the picture begins way back when our brains start going. And this was an idea from last year, because this was our second annual lemon themed dinner party. Um, and just wanting to keep things similar, yet have new things, something that's different. So it's not exactly the same every time. Right. So we added pink into the color scheme. Mm -hmm. So this year we had yellow and pink and... We got the tablecloths from my daughter-in-law because she had pink tablecloths from my granddaughter's first birthday. Yep. That's another thing. Check check your, you yeah. know, your circle of friends when you're having a party. Find out who has what. You'd right. be surprised to pull things together. Yeah, absolutely. So we use those. We did rent table and chairs because I do like all the chairs to match. And because we keep growing larger and larger, mm-hmm. we have five couples all together, we have some other people that we like to invite now that we're starting to like expand our circle mm-hmm. and our kids have grown. And yeah. so we need more and more chairs. So I'm, you know, I would do want to start purchasing chairs, but yeah. don't tell my husband. Shh. That's going to be hard. It's a secret. He listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. He well, Paul, pretend you didn't hear that. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, um, so table, chairs, table, lights. chairs, lights. Strung yeah, and the lights, lights. Yeah, the, which you already had. You had right. those lights. Um, and we strung lights last year, too. Mm-hmm. Last year, I think we brought lights that I had that we had strung for Christian and Abby's, my son and daughter-in-law's, for their rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. And this year, they're lights that you're putting in your classroom, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we had those things. And then, so we just spent the day cooking and setting up doing I did all of the arrangements the night before and just brought them over people can see pictures of them yeah we're gonna post pictures as we do this and for those of you that that follow us personally like we've already kind of blasted some of that stuff out there but we'll share it specifically on our Gormandberg um, Instagram and Facebook um, so you can see the pictures uh, in conjunction with this podcast but um yeah, wanting to keep it kind of simple, we were with adding the pink and we used the wine barrels to set things up as well, with which the door. was a, with the door on top. So that was like something different that we hadn't done, something that we wanted to utilize, things like that for a long time. 
Um, and you can find stuff like that on like Facebook Marketplace, on a wedding, you know, if you're on any of the wedding um, sites through Facebook and things like that. Those, I have to say, are not, they're, they're very sought after and they're not reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but our friends who own a fruit market, they own one because they have it. They use one at the store and then you purchased one um, through them that they got down at the, at the yards. Yeah, and we literally took a door off the hinges Wait, in yeah, the basement yeah. and used that for the top, and it looked great. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. An unfinished door. It was perfect. You just have to get creative. You got to get creative. Right. So we added in. So we had a little bit of kind of the rustic feel, but we wanted it to have a pretty, um, you know, not totally being last year was a little more farmy kind mm-hmm. of feel. This year we wanted to just have a, a little bit pretty, but still keep it simple. So I had just used some um, some boxes, some floral boxes, and used the base of the salal, like the lemon leaves, fresh lemons, and some um, and some little aster, like really pretty pink aster, in there. And then I even cut some hydrangea out of your yard that we had added into one of the bigger pieces that we used on the on like the cocktail and and. Um, cheese board charcuterie table we put that there and um yeah we had candles we did floating candles on the tables it was nice it was we did everything outside yeah and it was a beautiful it weather was a, it was night. perfect night yeah. yeah um again a little bit different from last year last year we set it up kind of farm style table all one long table down in the yard and we did the cocktail portion up on the deck but this year we moved all of your deck furniture down into the yard and then had everything up on up on the deck, which I thought worked really. I thought that worked really well. Yeah, Who knows I have what a we'll do next deck. year. Yeah, next year we might do like swim up lemon bar in the pool. <laughs> like you just don't know. <laughs> just stay tuned because you just don't know what we might do. Surf from the swing set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, catch. Um, but it was it was really good. So let's talk about some of the food that we had for the night and the inspiration behind it. Besides just lemon, because some of these things, as we have talked about before, a lot of times when we make something, we entertain, we have a party, we're not making the exact recipe, but we find inspiration when we go out to right. eat, yeah. when we see something on Instagram or, you know, you're scrolling your Facebook and you see some kind of a recipe come up and we're not big on following recipes exactly because that's mm-hmm. not the way that our grandmothers taught us how to do it. Right. I don't know how much salt goes in there. I don't know. I don't Pinch know. it. Look and see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Put some in, taste a little. Yeah, you'll figure it, it out. if you have to. Yeah, don't ask me for my recipe. <laughs> uh, here's the ingredients I used. Now you figure it out. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so meal, meal time. What do we start yeah, with? Yeah, we started with a, well, what was supposed to be a lemon basil crostini made with ricotta. And it actually, I went ahead and grated lemons you know, mm-hmm. zested some lemons to put on the top. Totally forgot to add that to the top to garnish it. I found the thing at the end of the night. And I was like, oh, I was so mad because I had spent that time. I was going to have them look just a certain way with that. But I didn't have a list. I mean, this is why the charcuterie almost passed us by. <laughs> because I was doing everything, you know, I'm flying by the seat of my pants these days with preparing to teach and everything else that 
everything is kind of getting lumped together. And Yeah, well, you were cracking me up for multiple days heading up to it because you were like, oh, no, I feel real good about everything. And I'm like, she doesn't, we don't even know what we're eating. Like, <laughs> what is she talking about? I felt very relaxed like, until like, 24 hours so before. Relaxed. Yeah, and then, and then I get the text early Friday morning, which is when we had the party, which was your anniversary. And you're like, well... You know, I mean, you have young kids, and so it's summertime, and a lot of your time is spent with your kids. And so Paul wanted to spend some time with you. He's like, please don't stay up and stay downstairs and do all of this. Like, we'll do it in the morning. And you're like, yeah, okay, I feel real good about this. Mm-hmm. But you didn't feel so good about it in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I have all this stuff going on. I'm like, all right, deep breath. I know, <laughs> it was through. crazy. Fine. So, yeah, I just kind of made up my own recipe. Yeah. I used the ricotta, salt, pepper. Um, I add some fresh parsley, some fresh garlic. I put an egg in there, mix it up, um, put it on. You know, I actually use a shallot on the yeah, uh, on the toast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and some some butter, and put that on there, and bake it in the oven, and it's delicious. Yeah, can't go wrong. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, so it's supposed to be lemon basil. No lemon, no basil. (laughs) But it was Mm, good. But it was good. It was very good. And then I was inspired to make the salad that we had at Mediterra Cafe Mm -hmm. in Swickley. Yes. Which was peach and heirloom uh, heirloom tomatoes and quinoa and burrata. It was delicious. Mm -hmm. And it looked beautiful. And so I decided to just try to emulate that and kind of do my own thing where that was concerned. And I did that. I went down to Penn Mac and got some perfect size pieces of burrata to put in the middle. And it looked nice and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. It's it, very it got, tasty. Yeah. Really refreshing. It's a it's a perfect like summer addition to a summer meal. Right. Yeah. So that, that was very good. That was rave reviews. And then. I went into, um, I actually did Cornish Game Hens. Yes. I've always wanted to do that. Like everybody have their own little Mm -hmm. individual. And it is way too much food, but I like the way it looked. Yeah. And I wanted to do that. So I had gone down to Strip District Meats the day before. I had ordered those, went, picked those up, and roasted those. And that went well. And I did uh, carrots and... uh, Parsnips. Parsnips, yes. Which... I love a good parsnip. Mm-hmm. So good. I love root vegetables. Yeah, me too. So we did that, and you did that delicious orzo. So talk about yeah, that. Yeah, so this was something that um, I had seen Dianoyas had posted a couple of times. And so for those of you that follow Dianoyas, you've probably seen this as well. They were using Sorrento lemons, and they were stuffing them with orzo and buffalo mozzarella. And then they were putting pesto over it. So I thought, well, surely I'm not going to be able to get any lemons from Italy. Um, (laughs) But but I did buy an entire case of lemons um, from Restaurant Depot to use for our decoration. So I just cut the edges off of those, like the ends off of those, and I hauled them out. And we actually squeezed, well, I squeezed all of the pith that was, or all of the um, lemon meat from the inside and gave all the juice to you to use for the different things that you needed that for, but for the welcome drink and for some other things. So, mm-hmm. um, and I decided that I was going to cook the orzo similar to kind of what you would do with risotto. So what I ended up doing was I had some fresh garlic, I sauteed up some fresh garlic, and I put oil in the pan and I took the the dry orzo and I poured it into there 
and I browned it off first. And then rather than using water, I love to do this. Anyway, I did not have any chicken broth. I would have used chicken broth, but we do have some people within our group who are trying um, to be vegetarian. Some are trying to be vegan, things like that. So I decided that I was going to use vegetable, um, a vegetable broth. So it darkens- To go along with the whole chicken on the plate. To go along with the whole chicken on the plate, the Cornish game hen, yeah. Um, but to keep it, you know, like so that know, there's something else. So I- I use that and then, you know, just like cook it down. I just add like kind of watch and see what's happening to, you know, I don't time it out exactly. I just kind of get a feel for what's what's going on with that. I wanted it clearly to be al dente and I knew that I was going to have to reheat it a little bit. And then I just took a bunch of buffalo mozzarella and I cut like smashed it up, cut it up and I just mixed and mixed and mixed and mixed and stirred it into there until it was all creamy. And then I put it in a shallow baking dish covered it up and then when we were ready to serve I mean we had had that heated and we stuffed the lemons and I had made a huge batch of fresh pesto um, earlier that day and we just put the pesto like the lemons were stuffed the orzo was kind of coming out of the lemon put the pesto on there so it had a similar appearance to what Dianoia's looked like I we were not lucky enough to have one of those because they were in such limited quantity from Dianoia's mm-hmm. that even when they would post, we have these tonight, I would see like an hour or later sold out. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they've only offered them but a couple of times. So that was kind of our rendition of that. So good. Evening. Delicious, delicious. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try not to eat too much in the way of pasta, but I ate it that day and um, and I ate it the next day as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Um, Worth it. Worth the carbs. Yeah. And then, for yeah, for dessert. So a couple of things. Um, I guess I'll talk about the grapefruit after. But I had made a cake that I found on, it was supposed to be a coconut lime cake mm-hmm. on Pinterest. And it was, a, I should just use the vanilla cake recipe that I that love. That you always That use. I always yeah. use, mm-hmm. that it works out so well. But I tried this and I wasn't happy necessarily with the consistency. And... So I decided that I would do something a little different, and I had made the lime, um, help me, what's the word I'm looking for? Curd? Curd, thank you. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> I made the lime curd, and so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and put the cake in, put some lime curd. Um, put well, some... you crumbled the cake. You crumbled did it kind of like a trifle. Yeah, in yeah, a, I just kind of crumbled it in. a martini in. glass. Yes. Put the lime curd, put a layer of coconut and a layer of heavy whipping cream that I mm-hmm. made beat that up and then I just layered it layered it layered it until the very top then I used some lime zest you did on the top you remembered on that I <laughs> remember the zest <laughs> yeah and everybody loved it it people was really were good raving yeah. over it so it was people that don't even like coconut were eating it which yeah. I thought was really funny because there was sweetened coconut in there, there I was. mean it was definitely in there mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was really good it was really I wasn't good. sure what to expect because it obviously didn't turn out like it wasn't what I expected to make, but it was perfect. And it's always kind of fun to serve individual desserts. It makes, yeah, you know, it's a little more special maybe than just cutting into one giant cake or something. Right. But let's pause cool. for a moment anyway and talk about that for a second, because we have all had, you know, a quote unquote fail in the kitchen or you try a recipe for the first time and one of two things happens. Either it is magnificent and you will never duplicate it like that again. Right. Or it's yeah. a major fail mm-hmm. and when it really should not have been. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Deep breath, people. 
look around, see what else you have, like get creative and turn yeah. it into something else. Like that was not what your plan was it for dessert. It wasn't even on the radar of what you were yeah. expecting to do. And you just like take a minute, don't freak out, just yeah, think what about what you this? can do. What else can I do with this to utilize what I've already got here? I mean, you can't take a a burnt cake and serve it to people, but right. the cake wasn't, once you started adding some other textures and you started adding some other moisture, you know, by putting the curd on top of the crumbled cake, it really, it, it was almost... Um, I hate to use the word chewy because that could sound that could come across as being wrong, but it just had the the density of it. I don't know. It was like a really pleasing chewy kind of a density when yeah. you bit into it. And I think a lot of that had to do with the coconut too. Right. But um, it was delicious. And you could have been yeah. like, oh my gosh, now we don't have this dessert, you know, yeah. I'm going to just I throw, throw this, this away. away. Yeah. yeah. But forget it. Go for it. Like figure something else out. Right. Like you said, if it's not burned, if it's edible, yeah. then figure out a way figure to use it. Figure out a way it. to use it. Yeah. Just. Yeah. That's my motto. Yeah. I mean, it's not my first fail and it won't be my last, but <laughs> I'm going to take it and do the best I can with it. Yeah. And make people it loved it. And yeah. it looked really pretty when it, did. it was done. Yeah. It was pretty and it was delicious. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked out. And then I had also made, because, you know, one dessert is never enough. No, it's not. Um. Just like half a chicken's not enough. You have to make a whole one for yeah. everybody. Everyone gets a whole Cornish game <laughs> hen because half isn't enough. Right. That's funny. So I made a grapefruit bunt cake mm-hmm. from Jessica Merchant's cookbook, The Pretty House Dish. Sweetie. The Pretty Dish. Mm-hmm. She's How Sweet Eats on Instagram. Yeah, amazing. And and you've made that before. You I've made, made that, one that other time. before. Yeah, and I made it again. People liked it. It, it was great. And... What I really like that I want to say about this, if you don't have her cookbook, in the back, she does something that I think is unique, Mm -hmm. where she adds playlists for dinner parties. And we actually downloaded those playlists and used those throughout the evening. They were great. And it really set the mood. I've never, like, we always create our own playlist or whatever. This made it so easy. Mm -hmm. And it really was perfect. So shout out to her for doing that. I thought that was so incredible. Yeah. And it was fun to have it an was. opportunity to use it. And we also used our welcome drink from her yeah. cookbook as well. No, you did it a little, you took her welcome drink. You did it a little bit different, though, oh, right? Well, yeah. Because I mean, we don't, you know, because we have a hard time thing. following recipes. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but we wanted kind of the color palette to to blend in with what was going on. Right. And so in order to do that, in order to get the drink to be more like the color scheme that we had going, you ended up mauling some blackberries and then straining them in to just get a little bit of that color into the drink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It, it turned out great. People really liked it. So. Yeah. And something people I think really like too, you think of summer parties and people are outside with picnics and barbecues and things like that. Having a dinner party outside in the summertime on a beautiful summer evening, there's just like nothing that feels like that. Mm-hmm. You know, being know. in the open air. And there were a couple people that have, had commented on it that night saying, I really like the feel of this. Mm-hmm. When we do this kind of thing, I really like the feel of this. Well, um, there was a moment for me that I kind of, and I think like having gone through a lot in the last couple of years, I've really learned to appreciate moments mm-hmm. in a way that I probably wouldn't have appreciated them before. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a time where everybody was talking and I just looked down the table and saw everybody laughing and having a good time. And I just kind of took that in for a minute. It The lighting was perfect right at that moment. The sun yeah. had just set. 
you could see the lights strung above us. People were eating their food and just enjoying each other's company. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It is. And so I do want to encourage people when you have a party, I don't care what it is. I don't care how formal or informal it is. Take a minute and just take a deep breath and look around at your company. Look around at your guests. Yeah. Well, because something that I think a lot of people aren't thinking about, even for those who you're planning a party, you're just putting something together thinking, well, I have to have food and and we have to have, maybe we're going to play games. So you have to have games or you want to have music or whatever you're doing. You forget that what you, what you're actually doing is you're, you're setting the stage. You're creating a vibe. You're, you're creating a mood for people to laugh and, or dance or mm-hmm. play or enjoy, like whatever's going on, you're setting that mood. It's, it is a way that you are investing into people right it's an experience for them it's an experience for them and and we find and you know sometimes people have said to us even recently you did all of that for you know whatever now we had 16 people at this party the last was 14 but they're like you did all of that for 14 people yeah yeah we did Mm -hmm. because these are 14 people that we love and that we do life with and that we spend time with and if you can't invest in that way in them then I mean it's fun to do that and on the other end of things we can also go away for the weekend together sit around a campfire in our sweatpants and make s'mores and and be just as happy and be just as happy Yeah. yeah you know or wake up in the morning lay around the house in our jammies with a cup of coffee and our hair like all over the place you know what I mean these are the people that we do life with and we enjoy time with them. And, um, you know, it's taken some of us 40 some years to acquire these relationships with mm-hmm. people. So, you know, you're also, I feel like we're at a time in life where you realize life is short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make the most of it, whatever you want to do. And I think people enjoy that. They, they, they love when we put these things together. They're into it. We've got our friends trained, you know. Uh-huh. Well, what's the color scheme? What are we supposed to be wearing? Right. <laughs> and we're kind of crazy that way, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It it's is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And I was just, you know, talking to our friend. We had a friend that wasn't able to make it. Her husband had to work and we had invited them. Yeah. And it was the first time really mm-hmm. that we had invited them to one of these dinner parties. And she was so sad she couldn't make it, but she can't wait for the next. So I'm thinking like all right, we've got to figure out a new theme so we can have a party just to well, invite them to. I've been doing some searching. I haven't talked to you yet, but I was thinking we need to do some kind of a fall theme party, maybe earlier, early to mid-October before the weather really changes and not too close to the time when we're getting ready to like start packing up to go because we've got a big vacation coming up at the end of the month. And we've got some other events that are all mixed in with all of this too. Like we're we're pretty busy over the next couple of months, but yeah. Um, but I was thinking of something like that, you know, like all of these different stations. It could be like a caramel apple bar, a s'mores bar, a hot chocolate bar, you know. Hey, I'm in. Mauled cider, you know, <laughs> and everybody, maybe we're all wearing like flannel or something. I don't know. I like it. Flannel and boots and we'll just get, we'll have pumpkins and mums and 
hay bales everywhere. Corn stalks. It'll be great. Can you see it? <laughs> I, I can see it. Can She's you got see the it? vision. <laughs> it's got things are going. Yeah. But that would be fun. It sure do would. Something like that. So yeah. Who knows? Stay tuned. It might happen. Yeah. So the lemon party's over for this year, but it is. There is new events on the horizon. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Always. Speaking of some new things. So we've talked about the lemon party and it's just one more way that we welcome you to our table. And maybe someday we, some of you will be welcome to this table. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a really exciting podcast for you next week. Uh, we sat down at Acorn and talked with Chef Scott Walton and um, Chef Steve from there. And what a wonderful conversation we had. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. It exceeded my expectations really? in a way that I cannot even, I don't think, properly communicate. Mm-mm. Because I know that I'm a passionate person about things that are so super important to me and mm-hmm. things that I feel I've been called to do on this earth and what my purpose is. And so when you talk to somebody else who has a completely different purpose mm-hmm. and a completely different passion, and for him to, it, it like bubbled out of him oh and, my goodness. and it becomes contagious yeah. and you get excited about it. You can, you know, you catch, it's contagious, the excitement mm-hmm. that you feel when somebody speaks that passionately about something. And so... I just wanted to keep, I just, we could have sat there. When we do on location podcasts, for those of you who have listened in the past, we've done um, Chantal's, we've done one at Spirits and Tales with Chef Jessica Lewis. They are, those podcasts do tend to be a little bit longer, closer to an hour. You know, we had hit that hour mark and I just thought, we've only been talking for like five minutes. There's so much more to say. You know, Scott just kept talking and talking and talking and it was so much more. Please tune in next week to that podcast because there's so much heart in what he was saying. And it, it just, when we walked out, I think we were expressing, Jen and I were expressing to one another, like this is, this has got to be a huge reason why we love being mm-hmm. at Acorn because a lot of what he's saying about his passion for cooking and and presenting that food at the table and how he wants people to feel Mm -hmm. it's just a lot about like when we entertain how you want people to feel it's about doing something for someone making somebody feel special and yeah he's great at what he does he really is um but there's so much heart in what he was saying and And it goes well beyond the food yeah well beyond well beyond the food yeah most of our conversation i mean there was definitely business talk and there was some food talk but it was so much more about really what like a chef being a, a true chef means to him and how he has mentored Steve and how Steve is like coming into his own. It's just yeah, it's and the incredible. encouragement that he had in his life. Yeah. From unexpected sources. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah listen to that. And I, I'll tell you what it's going to make. I think anybody who listens to it. They're going to be making a reservation at Acorn. I don't see oh how my you goodness. couldn't. I don't see how you could either. That. Yeah. And go in with that mindset. A lot of people, you know, they look at the menu and they think so different. It is different. It is a very different, unique menu. I don't care, though, if you are not an adventurous eater. And I am not really comparatively right. to you. Right. Or to even to my well, husband. Well, here's what I'm going to say. You know who is not an adventurous eater is my son. And he and his wife go in there frequently. It's and so it's amazing. Good. You just trust the man. He's going to put things together. It is 
incredible. And there are some amazing new things. They just changed up the menu a little bit. There are some amazing new things on there. They they changed the menu a lot um, to offer seasonal things that you, you know, he wants to source things as they are available. Mm-hmm. Um and so, and they do everything from scratch. Everything is in house. They yeah. do not buy Even bread. The they butter. make the bread. They make their butter. That's right. Everything they do, they do right there in house. So, but we don't want to give too much away. No, so. no, 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 <laughs> no. We want we want you to listen. He conveys it much better than oh, we ever yeah, could. But, sure. but you'll you'll understand after you listen to next week's podcast why why we are so passionate about it there too. And I want to say like not, yes, everybody knows that we really love it there and that their carrot cake is like top on our list of things that we would eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want to say we have come in contact with more than just them. I feel like Pittsburgh, they're they're starting to get it. There are more and more people that are that way. They're concerned more about the people. You know, it's like, their passion for being a chef they want to bring people up alongside them it's not so much about competition anymore as it is like let's do this together isn't this exciting this is so great and look what we're doing for the community how we're Mm -hmm. you know feeding the community and making them happy and you know i don't know i think pittsburgh's a great place to eat absolutely yeah could not agree more Yep. And then we have some other podcasts lined up that we're going to be doing and we'll be letting people know what those are soon. Yeah. Some more on location podcasts. Very exciting. Yeah. Can't cannot wait as we move into this fall season. We're going to interview some really interesting people and take you to some other tables at some fantastic restaurants. So stay tuned for that. Yep. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we wrap today? I just want to give a little plug because we do have some events that we are participating in that are coming up soon. Um, and the fir- I'm trying to think which comes which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Hmm. Um, Savor Pittsburgh, which we had participated in last year, uh, is being held on Thursday, September 26th uh, at the Peterson Event Center. You can go there at saverpgh.com. You can go there and check out ticket sales there. Um, who knows? We may even have some some giveaways coming up for that. That's Stay right. Stay tuned with that. And we're um, judging. So if you come that evening, please introduce yourself to us. We want yeah. to meet you. Yeah, we'll be in the back initially, but then we'll be out on the floor. If you see us, please introduce yourselves. Um, for sure, we would love to meet you. And then also in the month of September is the Pittsburgh Pierogi Fest. Yay. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to miss this one. This is so much fun, people. Um, so the Pittsburgh Pierogi Fest is held at Kennywood. And the date for that is, what is the date for that? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Um, hmm. Kennywood is a Pittsburgh tradition and pierogies and pierogies are a are Pittsburgh tradition. tradition for so sure. mix the two together and you've got a perfect and day. Got? Yeah. And we are, we're judging there as well for the pierogi pinching contest. Um, so come on out and pinch some pierogies. <laughs> yeah. And you can, and we shared that. Yeah. Um, you can, can you can actually enter if you think you have a good, a good pinching finger for pierogies, then by all means, um, 
you're going to want to enter that contest and you can go they they actually have an instagram too that links to that so if you look up pittsburgh pierogi fest you can find the information but that is being held on september 22nd it's a sunday it's from one to six at kennywood park and there are tickets available for that you can buy those in advance um i'm not sure if you can get them at the door Uh, but you'd want to buy them in advance anyway make a plan and if you see us there Introduce, introduce yourself, yourself. As, as well. Yeah, that's the weekend before Saver. Correct? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So come pinch yeah. some pierogies and come support and Saver. Come eat some pierogies. They have lots of great food trucks there that are doing their rendition mm-hmm. of pierogi stuff. And, Last and some year rides was incredible. are open. So. Yeah, there are some rides. It's a great family day. It is, yeah. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And you know what? For those of you that have kids, your kids have been in school for a couple of weeks and maybe they need a little fun activity to remind them that it's just not all school now. That's right. So take them to the pierogi fest. You can watch them ride some rides and eat some pierogies while you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go eat ahead, the pierogies and go ride. on a yeah. spin ride. Yeah. Be, be careful, right? Be very careful. Anyway. All right, Star. So if anyone has any questions about anything coming up, how do they contact us? Well, as always, we give a little plug for a follow on Instagram. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. We primarily post through Instagram. We are at Gormandberg, G-O-U-R-M-A-N-D-B-U-R-G-H. You can instant, you can direct message us there, or you can also send us email. I am star, that is star with one R, at Gormandberg or at GormandbergGirls.com. And you are. I am Jen at Gormandberg or GormandbergGirls.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, that helps others to find us. And we appreciate it when you do that. Please stay tuned for next week's episode. I'm sure you'll be promoing that. Right. On Instagram with Acorn. You do not want to miss it. It's a good one. All right. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.